Hey guys, welcome back to Mothering Together. I'm your host, Kayla, and last week I showed up five days of podcasting, and this is the first one where we're kind of back in the rhythm. And I have to say, five days of podcasting was a lot, and even showing up today, I'm so proud of myself. Those folks out there with ADHD know sometimes you like dive into a hyper focus and then you have a hard time continuing on, or like you finish a big project. And then you have like no motivation left. And that's sort of where I'm at today. So we're easing back into it. Today we're going to talk all about kind of what my family's summer rhythm is and just something super simple so that you and I can relax and just chat. And I just want to congratulate our three winners, Marissa Dalhey, Chloe Lewis, and Becca Danielson. You guys check your DMs and I'm going to be sending out prizes. Welcome to the Mothering Together podcast. I'm your host, Kayla, and I am here to be your ADHD mom friend. Together, we're going to discover plausible and practical tips for stay-at-home moms with ADHD. It's not like the other podcasts out there where one woman found success doing XYZ strategy and she thinks anyone can do it. No, no, no. We're going to work through systems to find what works for women like you and me who struggle with time management and organization, who have tried all the other things and they didn't work because they weren't individualized and for us personally. As a mom of two and with ADHD myself, I understand how challenging it can be to balance homemaking, raising those little lovable monsters and managing our own unique brains. But don't worry, you're not alone. Each week, I release a new episode on Wednesday where I discuss topics related to homemaking, parenting, and time management. I get to leverage my connections as a pediatric SLP to get interviews with experts in the fields of parenting and development. I share my own personal stories and the stories of moms from our community. And most importantly, I fill each of these episodes with practical tips that you can try today. The goal of each and every episode of this podcast is for you to have at least one at least one idea that will give you a whole heck of a lot more ease and a little bit less stress in your day-to-day life as a stay-at-home mom. Whether you are a stay-at-home mom with ADHD or you're just looking for ways to better manage your time in your home, I'm here to help. Go brew yourself the biggest cup of coffee that your Keurig can handle and let's dive in. Hey guys, if you were here last week, we set our intention for how we wanted to show up as a mom this summer. And I set my intention and I chose to be the mom who sits on the floor with my kids. And what a weird thing to say, but I wanna be the mom who, when I walk into a room with my children, I choose the floor near them instead of the couch. And I put myself at their eye level and I make myself available for play. That is my intention for this summer. I want play to be a very large priority in our lives. And so when you think about our routine and our rhythm, I shouldn't call it a routine because it's not a routine. It's a rhythm and it's not a routine because it's not set in stone. It's not, there are certain routines that are within our rhythm. Oh God, that's weird to say, but there's certain things that have to happen in a certain order. And then there's our rhythm, which is like similar activities are mushed together in my mind to help me to organize the blank space that is our schedule. Okay, so let's chat about our rhythm. Let's start with coffee time. Every morning, 
I try to get my booty out of bed at least a few minutes before my kiddos roll into my room just to get a coffee in my hand and to make it just a little bit smoother, right? It's so much nicer when you have done something for yourself before you start the day of what is a job that is completely serving everybody else, right? Like motherhood is all about giving, giving, giving. And my coffee time is sacred for me to like give to myself, to pour into myself. So in that nature, I do a couple of things. If I have extra time, I might sit in silence, which in this house is very rare. Um, usually this, my husband wakes up before me. So he's like in the shower and I'm like in our bed, drinking my coffee and reading some fun stuff, right? I'll read. I try to read things that are short so that I don't get caught up in something really interesting and then my kid walks in and I'm angry to start the day. No, no, no. I try and do something that's like short and motivational for the day for reading. And then maybe I'll set an intention and I'll write it down or I'll just think through my day. I just take that time to do whatever the heck I feel like doing at I think it's like five in the morning. I don't even know. I just let the day start when it starts and go from there. Okay. Once the first kid wakes up, the train leaves the station. We are in my bed. The kiddos come in. One of them nurses. The other one, I'm trying so hard to get him to read with me in bed because I just want that connection time to start the day. I really love reading with my kids. So as much as I, I'm like, do you want to read a book? And he'll say yes most of the time. So that's been a really nice addition to our morning rhythm of just starting in the parent bed and kind of going from there. Then we all trickle downstairs. My husband goes downstairs and empties the dishwasher. This is like critical to our survival. He fills the dishwasher at night and empties it in the morning. And if he didn't do that, I mean, I would probably do it some of the time, but like his ability to get that done every single day is just so amazing to my brain he's he's more neurotypical than i am so it's just like he can he he creates a really good rhythm for our family that he's able to empty the dishwasher and so i start the day off with a clean dishwasher and gosh can't say enough about that so we figure out what to feed the kids this is something that we're in flux about because my son's like i want an appetizer for breakfast and then we make like a hot hot breakfast I used to, I used to make warm breakfast in my like me time in the morning, but I cut myself off and I only do stuff that really brings me joy during my coffee time so that I don't have to feel guilty that I didn't get X, Y, Z done. No, everything that needs to get done can happen when the kids are awake and they can learn to wait because patience is a virtue. So we have breakfast, then my husband heads out to work and my kids and I go upstairs to do our fives, which is basically a morning routine. And we do, what do we do? We eat breakfast, we make their bed, we get dressed, we brush their teeth and then we read a book. Reading's very important. Once we get them through that, which can take a while, like I let, I let it take however long it needs to take. Usually we have nowhere to go. And if we have somewhere to go, there's enough time in our routine to get that done and then be ready to leave by. I typically make our appointments for 9.30 or later. So we can get that rhythm going and be dressed and ready to go by that time. Like I said, once our five is done, we kind of switch to the next section of our day, which is 
the out and about time of day. So we're either outside um, in our yard or we're out, out somewhere in the community doing an errand or going to an appointment or going to a play date. Like that is the chunk of time in my schedule where we can go out. We always make it home for lunch and then after lunch is nap slash quiet time slash whatever the heck my toddler wants to do that day (laughs) because he has really revolted against any form of quiet nap time. For me, I try and fit in some something that's like restorative and fun. So I, I, I find writing to be restorative, like journaling or writing scripts for the podcast or any of that. So I find writing to be restorative. So I try to fit that into our schedule, but it doesn't always happen because my toddler just... It, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes he needs more attention, more one-on-one. So we're, we're learning a, a better rhythm for that time as we figure out what, what needs to happen, but that's definitely an influx moment in our rhythm. I do try and fit in some happy time um, from the Happy Pillar app. In a few weeks, like many weeks actually, I have an interview coming out with Sam Gardner from the Happy Pillar app, and she and I chat all about all about happy time and the things that are included in it and how it really helps the parent-child relationship. So stay tuned for that interview. It was really good. Like I swear to God, Sam and I could talk for freaking days, but um, yeah, no, I'm really excited for that interview to come out. And that is what I do. I go download the Happy Pillar app. I go and I do that with him during this like afternoon time where it's just the two of us, kind of like the good old days. Not that the days aren't good now that I have my baby, but you know what I mean? Like for him, it's nice to have that one-on-one time with mom. I've also been using that opportunity to do some like homeschooly type stuff with him because he's really interested in learning. And so I downloaded um, the Let Them Be Little homeschooling curriculum and we've been using that and The best thing I can say is the books, again, I've been talking all about books today, but the books that curriculum recommends have been spot on since the very beginning. Like I'm obsessed. So we do some of those activities. We don't get through all of them every single day, but we do a lot to kind of build his knowledge and to really pour into him during this time when the baby is asleep. Once the baby wakes up, we have a snack and we play around the house. I have it scheduled sort of so that we have some playtime outside and then we move inside and then it's time for dinner. And that helps with the transition. So I have them transition inside and I play with them for a little bit before I have to separate and go make dinner because if I don't kind of pour into them before I try and go separate, it doesn't work. Sometimes it doesn't even work when I pour into them, but I try my best. We have dinner by 5.30. That's when my husband comes home. And I like for all of us to to be there, you know? So we try and have dinner with him. And then it's time for bedtime. And then after that, my husband and I will hang out and we'll play gin rummy or watch a movie or whatever that feels like, whatever we feel like doing. I will say this. It is a long day. It is even longer now because 
of the no nap situation. Like I used to nap when my kids would nap. And luckily my youngest finally started sleeping through the night very recently. But up until that point, it was just such a long day of go, 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 give, 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 go, go, go. And it's so tricky. I do make sure that I have some kind of pillars to bring me back to myself. So midday, the clarity app pops up on my phone and, and does a check-in and it's like a cognitive behavioral therapy app and it does a daily check-in. And if you have time, you can do some journaling and analyze some thoughts and check in on why your maybe how your thoughts are impacting how your mood is going. I really like it. Um, I've also tried some of the tapping that I talk about with Kathleen Jablonski way back a couple episodes ago, or I'll go to calm.com and do a meditation. I try to fit some of that stuff in midday, even if I have to say, hey, love, you go do this. Go play Play-Doh for a little bit. Mommy's going to go do something for me. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I'm like, okay, go watch Bluey or whatever on the TV and I'm going to get my thing in for me. Usually he really wants that option. And that's it. That's our summer rhythm. So I hope, I hope that this shows that you can that I have kind of combined my intention with my rhythm and that I intend to be a mom who's down on the floor playing with my kiddos. And I I do that. I do that in the morning with our outings. And then I do that in the afternoon by kind of guarding that time and not going out and not scheduling afternoon play dates and leaving that wide open space so that I can go outside and have races with my kids and then come inside and watch them play together and really support that and then make dinner. I feel like during the year, this didn't happen as much and that I was like, go, 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 too busy, too focused on like the homemaking part and not enough about the mothering part. And so this summer, I'm really diving into that because of my intention. So that's it. That's our summer rhythm. I hope that something in there brought you some sort of information that will help you. And next week I get to interview Krista Ralph, who is a listener. I found her on a Facebook group and she came on and she's going to share some awesome tips about her masterful to-do list. And she's just cool to boot. So come listen next week. And if you have a system that you'd really like to share and you want to come on, reach out to me at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Mothering Together. I hope you found it helpful and inspiring. If you want to keep the conversation going and connect with other amazing moms with ADHD, then I'd love for you to join our private Facebook group. It's a great way to get more tips, support, and community. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you have any burning questions or ideas for future episodes, I'm always here to help. So just shoot me an email at motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Remember, you're not alone in this journey. We're all in it together and together we can create a more joyful and fulfilling life. Thanks for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode.